A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. My intro? Let's go. I'm getting so fucking good at this. Dude, I'm so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, You're from dude. Man, you Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the host says is medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very clear. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast, the podcast where we like to normalize checking in on your homies. This is episode 103, and we have a very, very, uh, we have awesome guests here today. From the band Coldview, we have our boy Cameron and David. Also, I'm Mike, and that is also Mike. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. But yeah, dude, we appreciate you guys coming out. You guys came, along, you guys are probably our longest uh, traveling guests. Oh, for real? Well, David is. David, yeah. Oh, yeah, David is. I live down the street, basically. It's cool, man. <laughs> nice oh, little man. nice little commute from, what you said, like LAX area? Yeah, like I'm from the Culver City area, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess Michael Michael Ahora came out from. Uh, oh, that's right. LA area, Pasadena area, I think. West Hollywood? It's only like 60 miles, but it's just like the traffic's just yeah. so yeah. congested. Yeah. Man. Well, appreciate you making that drive, man. Yeah, man, of course, man. Honored to be here. Appreciate you making that drive. <laughs> Usually it's me. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I appreciate dude. you too, dude. So I, I'm kind of I'm curious to to get like you guys's in your own world My words way. your history of because I know you guys are all from different areas and and like the whole unity and hardcore thing is first off fucking sick, mm-hmm. but then bringing it together like L A O C I E shit. How did you guys all meet? Like, what's that? Yeah. What's the story between how you guys all kind of got together? Don't you bleed on it? Yeah, yeah I got it. Um, so basically, you know, during the pandemic, all of us kind of weren't playing in bands anymore. Uh, we all like were in previous bands in the past, and um, our guitar player at the time, Adrian, basically connected all of us and was like, "Yo, I've been writing some of these uh, songs, and you know, I'm trying to put a band together, and I'm gonna call it Cold View." And uh, I heard a few songs on the, um, the demo. Ross Lice was one of the songs on the demo, and. Um, I, I was like, dude, I was sold. I was like, dude, I heard a tempo change on there with like a two-step and I was like, sold, like, <laughs> let's go. <clears throat> and I figured like, 
with my drumming style and Adrian's guitar playing, like we can do something cool. And he told me David's like going to be doing vocals and stuff. And, um, so I was like, dude, let's roll. And, you know, we kind of got it going and we were ready. And the first song we wrote was loose ends. Um, you know, we, that was the first song that kind of like helped us get out there. And once, once we released it, it was like one of those things where it was like, Oh, this song's going to help us grow this band, break this band, you know? And, um, you know, uh, we weren't expecting, you know, the hardcore scene to be so um, good, how it how it's been and how it's grown since the pandemic. You know, it's grown a lot and like playing in like previous bands and stuff. Um, you know, we were all in like metalcore and melodic hardcore bands. So it was like we were basically just like, you know, we just want to play music again. We don't want to, we don't care like, you know, about the draw or like who's going to go to the shows. Like hardcore is a genre that we can just like get into and like, um, you know, it doesn't matter how old we are, or what like, you know, ethnicity we are, or, like religious beliefs, or like hardcore is basically one of those genres you can go and play up until like you're 50 years old if you really want to. You know, so that was like really appealing to me. Where it's like, okay, well, well, that's where I want to eventually end my, you know, heavy music career is like in a hardcore band. And since we've launched the band and since like we've got it going to see where it's been and like how far it's gone, it's been pretty cool and how the scenes have grown over the you know course of after the pandemic to where it is now it's so so cool to see you know hardcore is on the top i feel like it's the top genre and um we're just happy to be a part of it really definitely didn't and what a fucking cool name to be like yeah we're starting this band it's called cold view yeah cold view at the gates (laughs) hey so did you guys so uh so did adrian you said you kind of brought the band together did you guys know each other individually like previously or yeah, we've all known each other for years to some capacity. Like, I've played with Cam's old band um, when I was in my old one. Okay. And um, Adrian and I were actually in our old band together. So that's how, like, we've known each other. And then um, George, uh, another one of our members, like, I've known that dude since, like, 2009. Yeah. Um, St. Jordan, too, known since, like, 2014, <clears throat> 2015. So we've all known each other for years. Yeah, I've known George more because I used to play with his band Strength and the Struggle and Destruction of a King a lot. Um, so bringing George in was like, I knew George more than I knew these guys. These guys just kind of like reached out to me and over the years, like we're, we're freaking like bros now, you know, we get drunk and do stupid shit now. <laughs> and like, it's cool dynamic. Um, yeah, we played a few shows together back in the day. It's sick. It's like a, what's it called? Like a, I feel like we kind of have that with what MBRIs could be coming. Like are we knew our guitar player Tron from To The Wind. Mm-hmm. And so when he joined, it was just like, it was fun. We've done, we toured that with his other band a ton. So him joining the band was like, it was so seamless. Yeah. It was nice. He's on the East Coast, right? Uh, he's on, he's in Pacific Northwest. Oh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Sean is East Coast. Yeah, Sean. Oh, yeah, Sean. Sean's I, was thinking, New York. I was thinking Sean. <clears throat> Funny you mentioned to the wind, like I went in my closet and I pulled out one of their like Christmas sweaters from like 10 years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that band. That's probably one of my yeah. favorite melodic hardcore bands. Dude, so from that, so so, like there was a time when um, I think I can't remember if it was when we were all managed by Jason, or, but we like all had put out Christmas sweaters the same year, and MBR, <laughs> we just brought we brought a couple. Did we even put them out? We didn't we, put them out. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we, we I, there was a the, there was a bag of them at the merch table, but I don't think they made the cut for the song of the show. I, I I actually saw them. 
And I was setting everything else up, and I turned to look for them, and they were gone. So somebody else put them back in the van. Oh. I'm almost positive my one of my close friends still has his, the his like MBR Christmas sweater. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, I'll bug him for a picture later. And I'll send it to you. <laughs> Dude, send it. Yeah, we. It's like, yeah, we had. It. There's. I just I don't even know how I had them. Like they're just in my room, and I was like, oh shit. So I put them in a bag, and we took we took them to the Ghost Inside show, <laughs> and we didn't we didn't put them out. But, the the funniest fine. part about setting up merch for that was. You know, we're going through, we're looking at all these shirts, and there's like one old school NBR shirt that has like the circle logo on it and all this shit, right? So I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, there's a single one off. What do you guys want to sell this for? And then I was like, but there's a shirt inside of it. And Mike goes, oh, no, no, no that, that's my shirt. That, I, uh, it's my laundry. I think it ended up in there somehow. <laughs> like, he had put on this white shirt and was like, this doesn't look right, and took it off, and it ended up in the merch bin. With with a shirt with a shirt underneath it. Did so. they buy that shirt or no? No, um. no, he took it back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna sell it at a premium, like sweat worn by Mike Perez. <laughs> Have you sign it? <laughs> it's one of the. It's one of like the five non-black shirts I own, so I needed to take it back. <laughs> Sick. Um, so when 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 you guys decided, hey, we're gonna hit the ground running, um, you know pandemic is essentially over at this point in time was the plan to just like we're just going to release singles and just kind of keep the ball rolling or was this like let's release something and put a full full like record together or yeah we had our uh, no heaven ep pretty much all done we okay. just needed to shoot videos for it so once we had the no heaven ep finished we were like okay we can have a consistent release strategy where we're kind of you know doing the waterfall release strategy and stacking up singles and uh just building consistency with Spotify algorithms and stuff like that where, you know, hopefully our music got discovered organically, you know, right. through that process. Um, so we try to go into it strategically as possible and make sure that like we were, you know, maximizing each single and each release. I think for the No Heaven EP, we did what, like four music videos? Yeah, like I think so. Almost every song on that EP had a music video and hardcore um, worldwide was able to work with us and we were able to work with them actually and they released i think like almost all of those music videos and helped build a brand awareness around the band and um everything that we've done has been like strategic and like we as musicians like we are a band that is like kind of more towards the end of our musical journey but we're like still going as hard as we possibly can you know like if we can take this band we can like play shows with it for the rest of our music career that's awesome but you know like none of our ambitions are like oh let's go tour and like do this you know and like try to make this the biggest band ever it's just like trying to put out cool music and you know have an outlet for our art to kind of scratch that that itch that we have as like artists and um once we hit the ground running with like the releases and stuff like that um we were just getting show offers and like it kind of got overwhelming um but we the first thing that we did was we started doing our own shows so we um we went to this venue in orange county called um ftg warehouse and we played our first show there um we were all ready to go be prepared and one of our guitar players had covid that day so we were weren't able to play as like the full band but we still just like let's do it man you know so like our, our guitar player at the time, Jaime, and um, David and Gene from Differences was our bass player at the time. And we just did it as a four piece. And we're just like, you know what? Screw it. And it went great. Um, the venue was packed and like people were really receptive to it. Um, like I remember seeing like all the dudes in Whirlwind just like going hard as shit in the pit yeah. right in front of us. Like 
big shout out to those dudes love those yeah. guys carried weight as well carried weight played that show and um, they headlined that show brainless played it also brainless played yeah. it yep shout out to all those guys I think that show kind of like is what lit the fire under our ass because uh, yeah seeing all the reactions how hard people were going yeah and from there it was basically like okay like let's take this band and do as much as we possibly can with it and it's been two years and <laughs> now we're kind of burnt out and like oh let's just write music again <laughs> dude uh, speaking of brainless that new that new record dude solid rips, dude uh, our, actually Colby that used to play in Torture Culture is playing in Brainless now Oh, so um, and they're fucking killing it right now yeah so, we just I'll, played with them at Chain Reaction yeah and that was awesome like all those dudes are like super <clears throat> well-rounded musicians like not a weak mm-hmm. member in that band at all yeah, yeah. big where, respect to them too where are they based out of Orange County I think um, I want to say like Huntington Beach if I'm not mistaken if, that's what I heard do you, do, you, do you guys consider you guys a OC band? Is that um, so? The whole like unity thing that we we do, kind of like talk about. Um, that's basically Southern California hardcore. You know, like there's different sections of Southern California, in, in our opinions, in different scenes. Orange County is one of those scenes. LA is one of those scenes, and Inland Empire is one of those scenes. So we kind of try to represent every area that we're all from because cool. we're all from different parts of Southern California. Um, so like. Our song Resolute on our last EP is basically like California Hardcore United kind of vibe. And, you know, we kind of look ignorant in the video, but it's really just to try to show that there's unity in the hardcore <laughs> scene again. Because um, for, in my opinion, um, be post or pre, before the pandemic, <laughs> um, there just wasn't that in hardcore. It felt like it felt like kind of everybody, at least the local scene was kind of like divided in a way where like nobody really talked to each other. Everybody kind of waited in their vans and then came out of their vans to play the shows and stuff like that and which is ridiculous because I hated if you have everyone everyone involved it makes the show so much fucking cool yeah so like going into this like this this EP cycle we wanted to make sure that we're representing uh, unity in the scene and like trying to help cultivate a scene that has that unity aspect and you're seeing a lot of bands out there that are like hanging out with each other and like going to shows with each other and like supporting one another and sharing each other's stuff on Instagram stories. Um, and it's been awesome to see that because for a long time, I feel like Southern California hasn't had that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the video that starts off with like LAHC or yeah. LAHXC and then like OCHXC or whatever it is? Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the whole, yeah. the whole thing is we're a Southern heart, Southern California hardcore band, but we're just trying to show love to every scene. Um, that's within this area. Um, we're fans of like all the bands of, from this scene, and like, you know, we we all grew up going to hardcore shows. Uh, that's how we all kind of fell in love with music. And like George is in our band now, and he was in Destruction of a King, and like we all went to like Destruction of King shows when we were younger. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like we love that band, and to have George with us is like cool. You know? Sick, yeah, yeah, that's so sick. Um, <clears throat> I think the first time I actually saw you guys play was the No Bragging Rights show at at chain um and then after that and you guys got added on to that like was it kind of last minute when you guys got added on or were you how, how did that one? come about huh the MBR show yeah yeah i don't necessarily remember but once i think i saw like i saw yeah. the flyer and uh like i was i'll be honest with you like i was a really big still am a big mbr fan so like when i saw the flyer i was like dude i want to play this so bad so like <laughs> i reached out to david and i was like can, can we hop on and he's like well 
it's already booked. We can't really do anything else right now. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'll still go regardless. Then he hit me up like a week later, like, actually, do you guys want to open? And I was like, she, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't, I hadn't, I hadn't heard you guys play before that. But to be fair, like, I've been kind of disconnected from the scene for a little bit, mm-hmm. and like to hear you guys play and hear you guys open, I was like, fuck, like this. This is starting off strong. Like this is yeah. this is coming out heavy. Yeah, and anytime like, we get asked to open, we're like, oh yeah, let's, <laughs> let's set this motherfucker off. Yeah, you know? so I was, I was stoked on that. I was like, damn, yeah. okay. Yeah, I got, I was a, uh, I got, I got stuck. Doing, I hate doing merch, but I got stuck doing merch, and so I got to watch you guys a set, and uh, it was cool because I remember, I think, I think Brandon was who hit us up. I was like, hey, uh, how did you guys feel about this band opening the show? I was like, yeah, whatever. Checked you guys out. I was like. I was like, actually, oh, yeah, pretty okay. good, cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Perez, yeah. Condor Entertainment. <clears throat> that guy's been nothing but like a golden, like gym. Like I can't say enough about that dude. Yeah. He's yeah. he does so much for the bands out here in Southern California, and um, he's just trying to create opportunities for bands that haven't had opportunities for a long time. You know, um, bands like ours back in the day, like we had to go through hell just to be able to play with good bands yeah. like you had to play like tuesday night 50 pre-sale like just to be able like to play with like a yeah like a mid-level band there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities for our wave of bands coming up um but brandon and david also forrester pinup have been nothing but like huge advocates for getting newer bands out there and like showing uh bands like ours to bands like your guys's band and um that's you know it's been an honor to play chain reaction i think we played it five times this year and so. before that past like in my previous bands and stuff, I think I played it twice, you know, and it was, it wasn't like how it was with cold view. So it's been awesome. And I can't say enough about like the promoters right now in this scene. Seriously. This, this resurgence in hardcore, not just in the IE, but just in general, um, we're seeing so many cool bands that are coming out and that are also like kind of blurring the lines. Like you have bands that Mm -hmm. fucking like riff and have like crazy ass, guitar players that shred and then you have other bands that are like these dudes are heavy but they're also really really fucking catchy and yeah. it's just yeah it's was, it's cool to see those lines being blurred i was just talking about that with gabe from darasum and uh because i i always tell him I'm like dude you were playing hardcore before like hardcore was cool <laughs> yeah you know so i was like dude i i want to be like when like i'm getting older and stuff i want to be like you where you just like do this for fun you know and this yeah. is your thing that you come out and do and um you know a lot of a lot of these bands right now um they blur the lines for sure they make sure it's like still hardcore and it still feels like it's a genuine hardcore band but they mix in deathcore they mix in metalcore they mix so that's what's fun about the hardcore genre right now is that there is room for like blurring the lines and that for us as artists coming from metalcore bands gives Mm -hmm. us an opportunity to do something cool and creative and different that's all I want to do is play metalcore yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Honestly, it's, yeah. It's on. It's on. It's on how you carry yourself, right? dude. Solid representation. Like uh, we're yeah. saying now, it's all like uh, it's all a mentality. Like you could literally playing like as lay dying metalcore, and like as long as you carry yourself like a hardcore band, you're a hardcore band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Yeah, I don't think it should change. Like this, this new wave of the scene is is perfect. The only thing that can ruin it at this point is drama. You know, and, and I. I make sure to say it on stage every time I have an opportunity to say it like this scene's awesome make sure to stay away from drama um, because the scenes can continue to grow and you know there's a lot of like um, 
a lot of originality i feel like in the trend there's like because you, you remember how like the old trends used to take over and it felt like if you weren't a specific way if you didn't dress a certain way or if you didn't play a certain riff mm-hmm. specific way you weren't really a hardcore band yeah. you know it was like almost yeah. elitist and i feel like the new wave of hardcore is, is completely not like that and like playing in san diego with like slow death promotions and playing in las vegas with uprise promotions like all these new promoters are doing a good job at like bringing in these new kids and kind of like teaching them the way and seems like a lot of these kids are uh, i don't even know if they're kids anymore like they're maybe they're like 20s and they're just discovering hardcore on tiktok or something but there's like a new way of people of like discovering this music and just like they fall in love with it and they they're coming out to the shows which is awesome to see dude i'm um you know like i'm a huge proponent of circle pits like i fucking love circle pits right and and i think it was the desmadre show that we were at um Mm -hmm. like a week or two ago i was like watching these kids like yep fucking running in circles and i'm like this is it i, yeah. I want this energy yeah. i want i love this you know yeah i make sure to get video of it and post it on cold view because yeah. I, I want to like <laughs> cultivate like a, a scene that's open to everything yeah circle pitting push pitting like hardcore dancing two-stepping like and everybody being cool with that yeah you know like <clears throat> dancing however you want to dance it reminds me of like my scene back in the day i grew up in you know southern california and i used to go to a a church called uh set free and we called it the paradigm venue and the kids didn't really know how to dance but like they they loved it yeah. you know dude there's an old creative void music video that was filmed at paradigm yeah and, i remember um, there was like uh, the kid that was wearing the homer simpson mask yeah uh <laughs> that would like just always be in the pit just fucking dancing and running around and shit i was like all right sick yeah we, oh, yeah. we considered you guys a paradigm band for sure Creative, dude you guys played there i remember the one time you guys played there i was like creative void is awesome is when nobody was coming in for your guys' set mm-hmm. and you guys were just like, fuck it. Like, uh, and just started playing. Is that when I went outside? I don't even think you went outside. I okay. think you were just like, I don't even care if there's two people in this room. We're going to rock yeah, out right but, now. And there was like at least 100 people outside. So, and you yeah. guys just started your set, didn't even say anything. You're just like, fuck it, let's go. And then everybody started pouring in because they heard like, the you know the music and it was awesome it was cool to see i was doing sound for that yeah <laughs> dude it was always the mentality of like and i and i feel like i still have it now i'm just way older and more frail but like <laughs> i i just have this mentality of like all right you're not gonna come to me i want to come to you so like i would find purposely find like mic cables that were as long as possible because mm-hmm. i knew like people don't want to get up front or you know whatever the reason is whether they don't know who you are or they're afraid to be in the pit or whatever it is so i'm like all right i'm gonna come to you yeah. And like, I couldn't rock a wireless because that just looked corny. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I would get as long of a cable as possible and I would just jump in the crowd. Like, I don't care if people do circle pits around me, like moshing around me. I'll just be right there in the middle. And then if they're outside, I'll go to the door and I'm like, what's up, guys? You gonna come inside? What's up? You know? So, but yeah, those those shows were always fun, man. Like, every time, every time we were there, every time we played there, it was like, like, even if people didn't know who we were, mm-hmm. eventually, like, yeah. We always had a good ass time, so it was, yeah. it was sick. Yeah, I, I I remember you guys came through a couple times, and then like some of them were good, some of them were bad, but you kept consistently coming, yeah. and then that's what helped you guys grow. And like people were like, "Creative boy, I need to buy a shirt, I need to go out to yeah. the show, I need to make sure I'm yeah. there." And like we were seeing a lot more of attendees because of that, you know. And so I appreciate you guys. I remember catching you guys at Ten for Ten back in the day. Oh, so you were at that show? Yeah, I bought the zombie shirt and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. You really were um, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I, I remember playing ten for ten, and um, I, I we we opened the set, and same thing. Like people didn't know who we were. We play, and then we see people like, 
was, who is that? And they started trickling. And by, by the end of our set, we had a pretty solid crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> and on the, I don't remember the photographer's name or what it was, but he just like, it was like the most backhanded compliment I've ever gotten. He was like, never seen an opening band be so sick. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, dude. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> and he was just like, he like was sitting there the whole time, like in beating, just looking at us. And then like you could tell he's like, okay <laughs> okay and then finally he took like three pictures with me and i was like thanks one over <laughs> appreciate you so much <laughs> that was that was the show every time his buddy andrew had said he'd saw him play and he didn't no no no, uh, no. that was oh, wasn't that, that show no that was back in the declare your war days where i played in a band called declare your war oh, we played um it was a festival with like it was suicide silence as blood runs black white chapel um all them at the observatory uh forget what it was, what it was like it was spring called. breakdown december decimation i'm trying to think of all it was, the, it was like something like that but it was back in like 2006 oh way, okay. way back then wow um wasn't summer slaughter right i don't think it was summer slaughter okay i forget what it was but it was like a two-day um thing and we played then and my buddy andrew was like you know i'm gonna come see you guys play for the first time I was like sick and then he lied to me. <laughs> he lied to me. I've known moment. him my whole life. He lied to me. So <clears throat> I like that he admitted this truth on the podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 19 years later. Yeah. Like At least he was honest. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, that's, that's the, I, I always remember shows like at Paradigm being fun. And then we put the connection together. I didn't know you were at Class City. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I, I, um, once I got done with like the Paradigm and, uh, the relationship just didn't work out over time and then uh the day after they let me go uh clash city studios called me to be the venue manager there and that was a huge responsibility because i went from like having very little responsibility to like kind of working with booking agents not really knowing what i'm doing yeah to like oh crap now i gotta manage this whole venue and make yeah. sure we're paying the bills and like it's a lot yeah so it was a it's a huge like growing <clears throat> process and there's a lot of pressure on me and um it was stressful but we did a lot of cool things like you know we had lionheart shout out ricky for coming and playing um and bringing lionheart out for so many times so many times um you know we a shipwreck castaway helped put that place on the map yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that and shout out to jake um you know we, we were able to do some cool things and i i always just wanted to like get the scene to a point where we're seeing the seeing it um be able to stand the test of time and now with like all these new like new bands coming out of the IE, it's like so cool to see um, that they're doing the same thing that I was doing when I was younger, right. like setting up the stages and you know making sure there's a stage snake and the PA is wired correctly and like mm -hmm. do we have enough mic stands? Yeah, and, you know the whole thing. <clears throat> and I see that in this younger scene, and I'm just like, dude, this is so cool. Um, and I'm so glad that they carried the torch, right? The, the one of the shows was called the IE Revival or Rebirth of the IE. Yeah, and I was just like, dude this is it you yeah. know this these are the kids that are going to carry the torch mm -hmm. and you know shiki um you know smokes 909 um god awful god awful mm -hmm. harsh dude. reality harsh reality darsoon mm -hmm. still doing it you know I, 97 minutes 97 know. minutes yeah. i remember well i mean they're our age but still like I know, I know. <laughs> dude like I shout remember, out to those dudes <laughs> i remember when you know um harsh reality was my enemy's hero adrian's gonna hate that i brought that up but like <laughs> it's okay we bring it up yeah, we, yeah we, brought it, we brought it up when you came on but it's cool to see those dudes still doing it and they're still in love with it you know and they, they continue to like 
get involved in the scene you know we're always beating ourselves up because we don't go to enough shows and like those dudes are older than us and they're going to every show and making sure they roll out and it's just like man it's, it's cool to see things like that and um yeah I, I definitely respect them and the whole scene that's coming up right now yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's especially seeing like people like adrian for example right like I remember Adrian being a kid, like mm-hmm. at, Literal little at kid, some dude. of these shows. Back I've given him. Day. I've used to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, he was the kid that would scream sad, "Sad Panda" at every show uh, that the Bragging Rights played. And now, like you know, harsh reality's fucking killing yeah. it, dude. Like it's it's so sick to see. And it's like I, there's there's a part of me that's like, dude, fuck yeah! Like I, especially I, seeing I E hardcore blow up, I'm like. Hell yeah, dude! Like this, this is a wave. This is sick. Yeah. But what do we do to maintain this? Right? Exactly. Like, how do we keep this going? And I think the big, the big thing about like <clears throat> the venues out here or the places that are letting people play is that we're all a bunch of like degenerate punk rock kids. So like, and I say that as like a fucking thirty-six year old, you know, like you're gonna show up. Things are gonna get broken. Like, there's gonna be holes in walls, things like that. And and you gotta find a place that understands that. Yeah. that yeah. realizes like same thing like you know you'd play at venues where you're on stage somebody gets up to stage dive and like a security dude rushes over like no nah, don't do that like yeah. this is this is part of this you know yeah <clears throat> that's what i loved about paradigm and you know growing up there learning from there um because the church they did understand it to a certain extent you know to the point where like we gotta let this thing be its be its thing mm-hmm. yeah you know and like a lot of bands were able to, a lot of musicians were able to like develop their music their skills and get the reps that they needed to like be successful now you know so like they provided a platform so shout out pastor kirk and everybody at paradigm set free church uh, for allowing us to destroy your church for so many years (laughs) dude that that is such a huge thing yeah yeah like you said you know a lot especially younger bands and small bands like you don't have opportunities to like like you like it's reps and anything like you need to you need to play like yeah. that's how you get better for anything you know you just gotta like you can practice so much in your garage or whatever like, that's rad but being able to get in front of people and it's hard especially when you're in Southern California and it's cool when you have like a place that's like a staple like the Paradigm was or and, you know there's a couple spots that have come and gone but you know I, I you know, and we talk, I know we're talking about the IE a lot but like I felt like the IE really lost a lot of that in, at one point where like venues it was just nowhere to play and uh, yep. it's just it's really fucking cool to see all these places popping up and then, like all the bands you just mentioned like yeah it's uh, it's strong and then uh, we have a new you know all the bands are in the OC now they're popping up LA LA shows are insane like stuff that I'm seeing dude it's like uh, some of those like backyard house shows are batshit dude the punk scene is just nuts right now dude like <clears throat> Like I grew up in the like the Hawthorne Inglewood area, yeah. and like that whole scene was like very much like oi punk, ska, like thrash metal, mm-hmm. and you know being a kid growing up in the two thousands, like they, they wanted nothing to do with anything remotely hardcore, like no breakdowns. Yeah. It's like you know the kids hating on breakdowns are the same kids wearing Pantera t shirts. Would never made sense to me, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. like. Where was I going with this? My bad. Uh, but like one thing that you, sorry, the one thing I would never like see before is like you would never see a show where like you'd have like some oi punk bands playing with hardcore bands and like, and even if you did, like the kids would never show love to the, you know, right. to the other bands. Yeah. Now, yeah. like you go to, like I see like our, our homies in Cinderblock playing, playing like punk shows and these kids are just going nuts just over here, like yeah. circle pits, you know, 
Same thing with our, our boys in Jackknife. I see them playing punk shows too, and it's just like, dang, man. Like I, I never would have thought like I would see a punk show and be like, damn, I want to play one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, I I, I went because um, you know their their drummer also plays in Desmadre. Yeah, yeah. Um, so went out to uh, me and my girl went out and she was taking photos for one of those backyard um, shows, and I was like, dude, there's a straight up like straight punk band playing right before a fucking death metal band, and then Desmadre's playing. I'm like, this is the most like wild <laughs> lineup, but I'm here for all of it, and everybody there is like is just pumped to be around. And, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a symptom of like COVID and like us taking shows for granted. And now that it's back, we're fucking going to everything. Or if that's just like, people are like, yeah, there's no more, there's no more hard rules anymore. There's no more like fucking, I'm only going to see like true punk rock bands and not a hardcore band or not a metal band, you know, whatever it is. So it's like, I'm so stoked to see it. Cause I remember, I, you remember playing in bands where like you're the oddball on the bill oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and people don't give a fuck about you yeah. or they don't watch you because you're not like everybody else. Yeah, too like, melodic for the hardcore kids yeah. and too metal for the hardcore yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> We've been there, man. Yeah. Watch hardcore is hard. Yeah. We've so, all been there. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. Still there. <laughs> still there. Still, still hard. Yeah. yeah. No, respect to you dudes. And like playing with you guys at chain, like I realized that like, you know, despite like, the big tours and like the the record labels and stuff like that like you guys are still here and you're just doing it for fun at this point and that's that's definitely respectable and like that's kind of where we're at as musicians as well we just this is something to do just scratch the itch you know and i can see you guys are in that point and it's awesome to see and you know i know you guys are still doing tours and stuff like that too it's just like that doesn't seem like the main funnel for you guys anymore no it just it's just nice to be able to do when we can yeah. But it's it's also just fun just being a fan of all this. Like this is exciting. Like I'm 40 and like this is still exciting to me. Like uh, like Mike and I both kind of get on each other too. We haven't been able to go to as many shows as we would like. But there's a there's a second there where we're trying to get back into it and you know, just want to be connected again and it's it's just uh it's just exciting. And I forget, I don't know who said it about how do you how do you keep this going? And I think what you said earlier is what it is, the unity of it. Like like bring who cares if you're from LA kids from the OC like bringing bands together and you know that whole like share swapping or whatever it is like you know and, I, and I'm even loving that it's uh, not just areas but like genres are so split yeah I love that yeah like one thing I thought was really cool about we, we recently played Vegas and we played like a show that was like super mixed bill it was like death metal like like some war grind like it was literally just all extreme music and you could tell the kids were just having fun the whole time like they'd be push pitting and as soon as a hardcore band comes up they'd be two-stepping hardcore yeah. dancing and that, that's one thing i really like i felt like growing up at least for me i felt like you could only really like one thing you know what i mean like yeah i remember growing up like you were either like you're either into like hip-hop or you were like a rocker kid you know what i mean yeah. a rocker fool so <laughs> rocker fool did you tap your pencil yeah, I mean, I was making beats in class, you know what I mean? I got sent to the principal's office. Doug, I was, I was I right there with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, I, I honestly, like, I, I felt like when my old band ended, I, I was a little worried for the scene because I thought, like, oh, man, electronic music is just going to take over everything. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of bad that went on with COVID, but it just really just gave, like, a whole new life to music. And I could say I could really appreciate that. I felt like I haven't felt this way since probably since, like, the early 2010s, late 2000s. Mm. Yeah, and I can't say it enough. Just keep drama out of your scenes. It's it's 
it's toxic and it's going to destroy what is being created with all these like new DIY scenes that are coming up. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything to show love, you know? Exactly. Pay attention to that more than the fucking bullshit drama. Yeah. yeah I feel you on that. <clears throat> it's, it's definitely like, I, I truly just hope that all this keeps going. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and the big thing, like I, you know, whether it's, we get the money together and we all do it or like somebody else does it, but just finding another staple spot Yeah. for, you know, like that, that people are like, you know, we need to play this spot in the IE or in Riverside yeah. or Orange County or whatever. I think the Haven's doing a good job, but there definitely needs to be that bridge that yeah. is in the IE, you know, cause the scene's been so rich for so many years and keeping the, the culture of it alive. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you know, like San Diego has its own thing. LA has its own thing, but there's always been that like, seen in the IE that maybe sometimes gets overlooked but you know people have done a really good job this past year and the year before putting this scene on the map there's been a lot of social media moments where we've broke the internet like you yeah. can't get on reddit like without seeing someone getting like body slammed at an IE show like yeah. dude it's ice back baby <laughs> dude, it's, it's crazy yeah. because you know like um, right around the same time you, you guys started we started torture culture yeah and you know we like just started playing shows, dropped the EP or whatever, um, did a run with them up to uh, Pacific Northwest. And then we kind of just like stopped, right? It was just like, so we like just took a break for a year. And we fucking picked the worst year to take a break because we stopped playing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, dude, I eat hardcore. You want to get hit with a fucking trash can? Come to these shows. <laughs> and then all these bands are coming out of the woodworks. I'm like, damn, dude, like this is, this is so sick. Why aren't we playing right now? Um, you know, that type yeah. of shit. But over even just like the last year the last two years seeing all that explode is i mean i just keep saying it like it's the fucking coolest thing and it's just let like keep building on that keep keep growing we need another showcase basically yeah yeah, we do so and it's due it's due you know we haven't had a staple place that's been legit for yeah so many years it's always been trying to like piece something together Mm -hmm. yeah real quick but yeah it's definitely time was the nitty gritty part of the IE scene, or I think it so. was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean the I church, the, the whole church day. vibe was like yeah. this own, own wave, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in LA, we had the upper room. I feel that was like mm-hmm. our church venue, and that yeah. that place was crazy. Like, I, I still to this day, I still think that was probably some of the most violent shows I ever went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the churches, dude. Gritty, yeah. No joke. <laughs> that was nitty gritty for us. Was... For us, it was the ship. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ship. Dude. Yeah, we had the ship it's in Riverside. Like, through like a window. Or yeah, our, <laughs> our our CD release show for Creative Void. Somebody got thrown through a window, oh, and the cops got called. And they tried to stop the set, and I think we finished with a generator, if I remember right. I, some somehow we got power back, finished our set, and then bounced. How they come out of the window? Or is it like uh, so? Like dream status? And it, it was like I don't think they got thrown all the way Die through, hard. but somebody got definitely pushed and oh, okay, cracked okay, the window, yeah. and yeah. Then they moved shows downstairs after that because <laughs> that was like an upstairs room that was smaller. Yeah, you can't have people like jumping out the windows from yeah. the second story, man. The downstairs was too, it was too big. Downstairs was huge. I, we, I saw some videos from our run over there, and yeah. it was packed out, but it yeah. was too like it was too big. But it but that uh, the upper room was so much. It was like way more sick, dude. Yeah, we only got to play up there once. Give me like a give me like a two fifty three hundred venue and pack it out versus like an eight hundred venue, yeah. dude. I'm that's it. Yeah. Also, for the record, like not being able to play MBR, not being able to play uh, the Clash was like hurt me. 
I was like, <laughs> nah. it wasn't because you, it's because us. We were like, yeah. we just were always busy. But it was like one of those things where we're, and it, it was like in the back of my mind, we're like, we'll, we'll play it at some point. At some point yeah. we'll play it. At some point we'll play it. And then we didn't get to Creative Boy no. played our last show there. Oh, that? Yeah. Was that with, uh, oh no, that was. That was with Shepard Castaway. Was that their last show too? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I think Adrian was on it. My Enemy's Hero was on it too. Yeah. My enemy's hero was on that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I remember it was such a mess because two of our dudes were double booked that night. They also played in like a ska band. Um, so while we were slotted to play later in the night, we played like second. And then that was it. Like that was our last show. Yeah. So it was like kind of like the show was fun. Like we had a good ass time, but it was also kind of like, oh, fuck. Like we got to rush through this real quick and then go. Yeah. And then that was it. <clears throat> that place could have worked it was just the parking lot situation yeah because like every time we sold the parking out the curb parking we would have to ask the owner to open up the the gate parking and he would always like, try to negotiate <laughs> why though time. like this it, it um, benefits him doesn't it <laughs> yeah you know if there was a cons- like if consistently selling out the parking lot like it, it wasn't too consistent like it was mm-hmm. like every maybe you know, twice a month maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there wasn't enough relationship with the owners and them to where they can go to them and be like, Hey, like, oh, let's work a deal out, you know? So yeah. it was always like, every time it was like <clears throat> sold out, it was like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to get more heads to the door? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember parking hella far. Yeah. yeah. That's my thing with like venues now. What's the parking situation yeah, like? <laughs> Even chain chains rough to park at. Dude, you know I mean? Right. That sells out quick. Yeah. Another like director watching Target parking lot too. So yeah. it's like just park you got to risk it at Target. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out Target. To yeah. Let us park there. Shout out Target. None of us ever park there. <laughs> <laughs> ever. None of us ever park at Target. If you're an employee at Target. <laughs> Dude, I I parked there for, what was it? That? Yeah, it was for this month today. And uh, I don't know. I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm, there's a lot of cars. I'm, I'm not going to stay long. I'll, I'll probably leave early. And, like, as soon as I start walking to, like, the, like, start making my way towards chain, I remember seeing, like, a security guard. I was like, fuck, dude. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, thank, no, thankfully, uh, I didn't get towed. But. What a time, man. Uh, parking. Venue, venue parking. <laughs> what, is, what is the best, where, where's the best venue parking, you think? Currently? Mm-hmm. Or a place that, I'm, like, I remember Showcase was always. Showcase had good parking. Had good, had good parking. Soma had good parking. Yeah, Soma's got good parking. Um, I don't know what the situation was like at the baseline. It was like curb parking, yeah. and like yeah. we don't would park always on the street. Yeah, don't park on the street. Like we'd have to share it all around Instagram. Everybody would be like, "We said don't park here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like they had a lot of issues with that. Is that venue just done now, or I don't know the situation honestly, but I know they're not doing safe. shows anymore. I'm still talking to Jeff and like trying to route things to him because like I, I developed a relationship with Jeff shout out Jeff Wig Splitter um, plays for another couple bands I forget but shout out Jeff He's, he did a really good job with Baseline and getting that place going same with Andrea's 5.7 booking mm-hmm. um, those guys are leading the charge with new IE like hardcore um, bringing new bands in putting shows together coming up with venues um, they have the energy to do it and they're they're going all for it so um, all power to them. Like I'm just an outsider looking in, basically now. 
you know I'm just kind of like wherever I can contribute like you know it's like I do management I book tours and stuff sometimes and so I'm just like if I can route you a band that helps out like I manage a band called Decayer from Tucson Arizona and we had Decayer play um show was sick and they brought out like bands from like the east coast and like you know um so like anytime I can contribute to the scene now I'm just like like it's hard because like I don't want to like do bad business you know like right, I don't want right. to step on people's toes to where it's like shit you know there was a guarantee or something like that and it's like oh fuck you know like fuck Cameron yeah. <laughs> you know like but <clears throat> I do want to contribute and I do I do want to help out because I'm just passionate about it you know yeah um what what happened to well, I don't know if you guys know the the like music uh, rehearsal space in Ontario that was throwing shows for a little bit. Oh, okay. So yeah, we played there at the NPS. Yeah, the, the Winter Rancho or yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it was yeah, Ontario. Oh, it was Ontario. It was okay. like, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know yeah. the situation either because that was more like the the new wave of dudes mm. doing things. But we played there, and it seemed like it was sick. But dude, we couldn't get everybody inside. Mm. Like they were standing outside at the door like the whole the whole show. Oh. So there was a lot of like traffic trying to get inside of it. And it was very claustrophobic inside. Gotcha. So maybe that contributed. Um, maybe the owners weren't cool with trash cans being thrown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so like you said, like the new place that hopefully we find, they have to understand. That's yeah. that's it for <clears throat> us. You know, it's like ECW wrestling where we're going to hit each other in the head with shit. But that's just how we get down. <laughs> yeah, I think it has to be somebody that understands the scene and, yeah. and is like ready for shit like that. Yeah. But I also think there's a small part of it where like you know we kind of have to respect the space too at to, to, to some yeah, extent right most definitely like don't throw a trash can at a kid who's not here to get a trash can thrown at him who's just yeah throw your buddies. You, you know what i mean like throw it at your homie you know whatever yeah. but um it's tough man it's it it's tough because like we've talked about this before we love the violence that comes with shows as long as you're a willing participant yeah but the lines get blurred when you know like there's a kid there who's just seen a hardcore band for the first time and he gets smoked like yeah you know or a chick gets smoked by a dude yeah. Like, yeah we started doing this thing where we do like all chick pits like, try to yeah. try to like That's promote rad. that you know because dude some of these chicks get it more than they do yeah, than some of the dude. younger guys yeah. they get they two-step better they hardcore dance better and some of these younger dudes aren't quite understanding it yet but yeah. the chicks are leading the movement it's pretty cool to see that's I'm, rad i think a big part of it too is kind of like educating the younger crowd like um we played a show one time and, uh, you know, I was like moshing and I just like feel somebody just punching the back of my head and like I turn around and it's just like some little kid. <laughs> and, you know, my initial reaction was like, I was, you know, I was getting ready to do something and then I turn around and I see him. It's like, oh, this is like literally like a, like, like a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was like, yo, dude, don't be doing that, man. Cause like, you're going to do it to the wrong person and they're going to like, you know, let you have it. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of about like, you know, teaching etiquette, you know, and kind of like keeping all, keeping that mentality of like, if someone falls, pick them up, you know yeah. what I mean? Go hard, go hard on your friends. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> that's like, that's like a... You know, I think I think people will get wrong yeah. about Mike and I. Yeah. I love I love violence, dude. Violence <laughs> shows you love this. I love that shit. But yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't like when you know, let's get hit or kids who don't know. Yeah. That, that's that's where I get bummed out when it's like when you see someone who clearly understands what's going on and someone who doesn't. It's a difference. It's a bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like you said educating when you can. Yeah, you know, you know and the the leaders of like the scenes, you know, the bigger bands that are playing right now, like you know make sure to promote it you know promote the unity side of it more than the drama side of it you know that's why when we did real recognizes real it was like the perfect song for us to really sink our teeth into to like bring in different bands from different areas of southern california and show that like hey we're all here we're all united like we're all friends like you can do this and like be you know have this like unified kind of like movement with each other Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have to feel like you know you're going to a show you don't know the people that you're going and hanging out with like make sure to go and meet people go shake hands go like tell people your name you know because like everybody's there for a reason you know we're all kind of casted out kind of like thrown out of society where it's like well like this is the thing that we've all found that we kind of like are you know gravitating towards it's like make friends with those people you know we're all fucking doing it we all love heavy music we all have something in common you know yeah <clears throat> yeah I, it's it's just one of those things man the the next whatever that next venue is we gotta we gotta make it stay <laughs> i'm down dude we gotta make it stay whatever yeah. we gotta do bro like i'm down <laughs> yeah i know there's a lot of other guys out there too you know that's yeah. there's a whole conversation a whole there's a whole different podcast we could have <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah <clears throat> But I think I think in the meantime, with I like I love what you guys do with the unity thing, and you know it, it comes down to the bands playing too. You know, I feel like as long as everyone's getting stoked on each other, supporting each other, that's what I really that's what I think kind of strengthens the scene too. You know, because the minute you start having like one band bad mouthing someone else or a scene, then like their friends take that take on take that on with them. Yeah. As opposed to being like when you when you're supportive of a place or a scene or a venue or anything. Then that that energy carries too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then you know we can all do better at it. You know, um, we can all like make a more conscious effort to get out the shows and stuff like that. You know, yeah. including myself. You know, like we in our group chat we're constantly like putting in shows like saying, hey man, let's let's go out to this one. You know, let's 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 show up and you know just support. You know, we just saw Darsum at Chain Reaction. And, um, that was great. That show was badass. Yeah. We saw you guys there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to go to that uh, the Lionheart show that these guys are on and <laughs> yeah, God yeah, awful and that's yeah. a, that lineup is stacked, dude. Yeah, I it's think on the 15th, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were added on last minute. Uh, literally, literally last last minute. Jake <laughs> Jake sends a, a message to the torture culture group chat, which has been quiet, and he's like, uh, "I booked us a show." I was like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> when? Where?" <laughs> New dates, whatever. <clears throat> so, um, and it's it's tough for us because like our our drummer um, 
plays in Voodoo Glow Skulls. Mm -hmm. So he's constantly on the road touring. Um, and then, you know, I'll call Jake out. He never plays his guitar. You know? <laughs> so, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, like, so all of us are just kind of like, we've been just sitting at home chilling. So now it's like, oh, fuck, we got to start doing this again. We got to start jamming it. And uh, I've been telling Mike, I was like, because we, we have a, like a skate punk project that I'm mm -hmm. playing guitar in, so I took a step back from vocals, and I'm like, this is nice. Like, I, don't <laughs> yeah. to, I don't have to be up front. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to do the tough guy shit for a while. And it's like, oh, all right, I got to prepare myself again. <laughs> Just fucking like running on the treadmill, yeah. And like yeah. getting getting my lungs back up, but. It'll be fun, man. I'm just, I'm stoked. It's going to be a fun show. How do you prepare for vocals? Because, like, I just started <clears throat> doing vocals, um, and I'm doing, like, backup for David. Yeah. And uh, I keep freaking getting vertigo. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, dude, for me, it's just, for me, it's more, um, like, making sure my lungs are back in shape than anything mm -hmm. else. Cardio. Yeah. You know, get making sure like so. So he got me on to training with a um, like the, oh, the gravity elevation, mask. elevation yeah. masks, altitude masks. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I like I'll get on the treadmill with that, and then just try it. I'll go as long as I can with it, and while I while I'm like I might not be fully screaming, but I'll like like almost like rap the songs, right? Just so getting a pace of everything, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then it's r really just about getting like my stamina yeah. uh, going. Screaming for me isn't it? It changed a little bit because from creative void to torture culture, it became more of like a. You do more like a raw singing now. Yeah, it's like, like a hardcore yeah. yell yeah. than anything else. But you know, a little insider baseball. New torture culture is tuned lower, heavier, and more. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's it's heavier all, all around. Um, so I think I'm gonna go back to to how it was. But in the meantime, it's just like. The, and the whole reason that that came about, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast, is Martin um, from No Bang Rice was originally playing with us, helping us write. And I recorded the first song, and he was like, is there any way you can, like, just not sound like you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, no. And then I was like, well, maybe it'd be kind of cool to switch it up a little bit. So there was, like, this period where I was just killing myself, just, like, learning how to scream differently and just trying to figure out how to change shit. So, Yeah. It's it's definitely been a, an interesting road with this band to say the least. But <clears throat> he just not sound like you. Yeah, it was like the <laughs> like the most like you just not sound like you. That, like, that's a uh, thanks, Martin. Martin, Martin love Martin. you. He, he <laughs> doesn't play around. And then I think I even shit. asked him. I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just don't do what you normally do." I'm like, okay. <laughs> How do you guys uh, go about your like writing processes? Do you guys do it like all together, or is like somebody leading it? So for the first EP, as far as torture culture went, um, it was Jake. Jake had really written um, most of the songs, or he had ideas for most of the songs, um, and that whole writing process was so weird because he was cutting my hair at the time and was like, every now and then he'd be like, oh, "You you want to get back into heavy music? You want to get back into heart?" And I'm like part of me was like just don't fuck my haircut up like yeah <laughs> um but then uh so he he asked me and uh, and finally he was like just come out and jam with us one night it's like all right cool um and when i came out like dan um was in the band dan had like been in like hacksaw circumcision and a bunch of other bands um and he was in planes crash uh back in the day yeah, so i remember so like i fucking love dan i was like oh you're part of this sick right <clears throat> and then we went through um a couple different drummers your homie Matt played for a while. We had um, this dude named Gilly playing with us for a little bit. And then, um, but what what happened was Martin came in 
because we were like, we need to finish these songs. Like, we just keep fucking around and talking about it. Let's finish them. Martin came in, learned the drums for all the songs in two days. We were in the studio like three days later before he moved to Arizona at the time. Wow. <clears throat> so he came in, recorded all the drums. We recorded all the, all the guitars and everything before I even like touched the pen to write vocals. So then it was like, here's all the songs, figure out what you want to do with them. And they were already recorded. So then it was like this, like, all right, let me figure out what to do with these songs. <clears throat> so that's pretty much how the first EP came together. And then we ended up like, I ended up tracking all the vocals here, but in, in the mm. inside. And then we had, um, Kelly shout out to Kelly for, to mix it. And then, um, <clears throat> that band, it was, it was so weird because torture culture was like a, uh, like we're just gonna do this for fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you guys want to come up and play Northern Alliance with Lionheart as your first show. And we're like, okay, Ricky cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and we kind of, we've, we'd all known those dudes like from, yeah. from the past. And then, so we go up there and play and it was like, Oh shit, this is fun. Like, let's, let's keep doing this. So we were just playing shows. And, and I think the thing about torture culture is like, we're, our idea was just to be really selective with things like, we, we didn't want to fall into like playing at the same venue every week. Right. Yeah. And, like, or like, even if you're our homies, like we don't want to play with you every week. Right. And that's not a disrespectful thing. It's just like, Hey, we are just, we just want to be really picky and really selective, <clears throat> sometimes too selective. And then we yeah. don't play, <laughs> yeah. but, um, and so it was just like, uh, it was just supposed to be something fun. And then we started doing a bunch of shit, went up, uh, Pacific Northwest, like, played some shows they were sick and then it just like everybody got busy again so it just got really quiet so um part of like insider baseball part of us coming back for the 15th show um when jake hit me i was like look if we're gonna do this like we need to actually do it again like we're gonna sit down and write um write a new record come back strong like put a video out for one of the older songs that way people remember who we are right yeah um things like that and then you know kind of following the same mentality that you guys are doing like if we're going to put out music like we're going to put videos out for this we're going to like keep content going mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and so that's kind of like now the 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 goal for this so december 15th will be like kind of the first first time coming back in over a year wow and then um we'll just hit the ground running from there and see what's up so yeah but i've been the writing process now is um like i'm writing like i'm doing a bunch of guitar stuff and me and dan are really the ones kind of solidifying things and sending them with jake and steve and then um figuring out where to go from there i'm more of a metal dude so like a lot of like metal ass riffs that i send <laughs> over get get kind of shifted and more hardcore stuff but you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> yeah that's the that's the challenge of it you know maintaining <clears throat> consistency mm. yeah you know and like when you when you don't have things going on social media and then there's content gaps and like figuring out what to do during those content gaps like do you remain radio silent or do you like yeah you know and like for us like coming off of our no heaven ep we felt the pressure of like dude we need to like keep releasing music yeah because if we stop now we're gonna lose what we've built and like this year has been definitely a hard year for us because we've been balancing recording playing shows and mixing mastering and releasing music we do it all in-house do you guys diy record everything too yeah this band is like the coolest project that I've been a part of any band where we just like sit in a room and we're in front of a computer making music. It almost feels like a hip hop project yeah. at times where it's just like, change that beat, pick this, that, you know, that's like, sick, though. and like Jordan, our guitar player is, is a mastermind. Like he does all of our stuff. And, um, 
like right now we're we're writing for a new record you know we just came off of our second ep and like there's gonna be content gaps you know so it's like what do we do during that you can tour you know but is touring even like the move anymore you know dude i it's getting and it's getting so much more expensive for bands to tour yeah um you know even like we kind of talked earlier before the show started about like having to rent vehicles because mm-hmm. you guys had van issues right like that stacks up like all of a sudden your guarantees are going towards paying for the way you got yeah. to the show like yeah that's a big deal you know yeah trying to get it to get in the green instead of the red is definitely a challenge if you don't have your own transportation yeah you know, if any bands are out there trying to tour get your own transportation because you know sometimes you don't get the van you want and you're paying a little <laughs> too much and then guys like me get stuck in the back <laughs> with all the gear it's kind of sketchy that's your own fault for being like the only dude under 250, man. Just... <laughs> it's that thick boy hardcore, man. <clears throat> no, that's it's all fun. Wait, so who, who uh, you guys do such a good job of like promoting yourselves. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Like, is that, uh, is that something you guys all kind of do together? Or is that one of you guys handling all that? Or I try to handle the majority of it, but it's always, con- everything we do, we contribute towards everything. Cool. Um, since I have like released so many releases under my belt with management stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly in release processes. So I see how like Spotify algorithms work and like I'm always on the guys, like we gotta keep releasing that, you know, mm-hmm. like even if it's like, Oh dude, come on, man. You know, like I'm sure they get tired of me, but, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's, it's love you, man. Yeah, someone it's has smart, to do man, that job. Someone has to do that. Job. Adrian has been a big, uh, part of like how the band is visually put out there music video wise. Like, um, he's he's been a big like advocate and like you know like the vision for the band so like Adrian just left our band you know he has a, a daughter how old's um she just turned two yeah she just turned two or so, she's actually turning two yeah Adrian's still like a big part of our band and like Adrian's still a part of like what we do you know um, but that's his priority and yeah. we understand that yeah, that's and right. he, so. he's still like involved in the band to some capacity but it's just more from like yeah. a like yo man let me get your two cents and then like yeah, yeah. Because Adrian started this band, you know, this was his thing that he created in his bedroom during the, the, the pandemic. So, like, we respect that for sure. And he knows he always has a place back in the band if he ever decides, like, hey, I can't want to play guitar again, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, he's been, like, he's been visually, like, the guy. And he's wrote a lot of the lyrics. And, like, he's he's obviously wrote, like, the No Heaven EP, you know? So, um, keeping him around is, like, definitely um beneficial for us to where it's like okay and we can continue like his vision for this thing you know and um in our own way as well you know artistically like i can't wait to get into the next release cycle to where we can like tell a story you know because i feel like that's building up a release strategy you know you're kind of like building anticipation right like teaser videos or whatever like you could fucking do that teaser video with it's like 15 seconds of your fucking music and it's Mm -hmm. like check it out this is coming out on this date you know Mm -hmm. but it can be so much more than that you know it can be more of like a like more cryptic kind of like what is this you know what is this story that this band's telling um that's how our our no heaven ep was kind of like the build up to it and anticipation of it and like shout out to gene of differences because we shot the no heaven video in one day and edited it in one day (laughs) and he took my vision and just completely like um made a whole story about it you know and um dude it was insane we pulled an all-nighter and just 
hammer that out. But uh, the best part about it is we wanted to like we wanted a fog machine as a prop, <laughs> and we just we it was like a random month, so it's like okay, Party City doesn't yeah. have them. It's just we couldn't get one, so we just had like two of the homies on vape duty. And this just, is what like, <laughs> you just had somebody in the corner. Like, <laughs> we had two people yeah. dudes hitting it from both corners, man. <laughs> but had, it came out good. That's, good. that's <laughs> so sick. That's, that's so and sick. Then I, I rigged this like trash bag like thing together to because I wanted to recreate that that moment in the corn Adidas video where he's in the body bag like the whole band's in the body bag <laughs> so I put this like trash bag rig together and I was like alright David get in there my fat ass is just rolling <laughs> in between trash bags just like he's getting all hot and sweaty yeah and man I'm wearing a windbreaker too it's just like I got like a like just like a a superfluous level of moisture just on my forehead you know what I mean like <laughs> And I had my girlfriend do his makeup and stuff, make him look dead. And yeah. And it, it, like the thing about this band is like, I always tell the guys, like, I want this to be like an outlet for your creativity. And I want everybody to be involved in that, you know? Um, and we'll make sure the release cycle is like done right. And like, it's consistent. And the, the new EP that we just did, it was hard with doing all of it because we felt the pressure of it. We didn't need to feel like we released music. So we were finishing songs and like legit, like, submitting it to like spotify for artists for editorial placement and stuff like that and like getting it through distro kid and like making sure like everything was worked out we were just barely making it to where it was like a consistent release every time so mm -hmm. this next record we're kind of gonna tuck ourselves away and like um write the best record we can possibly write you know Hell yeah Hell i yeah. love i love how much thought you guys put into it because thank you it a lot of bands don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know there's a there's styles of doing this and it doesn't always have to be so thought out you know you could just put out something and just let it be its own thing and that if that translates that translates right it's like whatever translates with an audience and um what, what are you trying to do as a band you know ritual of despair just put off fucking badass single i don't know if you guys have heard it but is it the one with 97 yet. minutes yeah. yeah yeah check that shit out you know and they're doing their shit how they want to do it and they didn't promote that shit they just dropped it sometimes that works if you can if you have a funnel of like okay how is this how are people going to gravitate towards mm -hmm. this you know for some bands it's just that's the thing is like how are you going to turn people's heads yeah. right so finding that niche and like making sure like you can go into a release process and be like this is how we're going to turn people's heads right we're going to be so over the top with this or like we're going to cater to the haters or whatever the funnel is you know like it some shit works some shit doesn't you gotta try you just gotta try shit and i think uh with this past release we were just kind of really trying shit right trying to find mm -hmm. our identity as a band and we're still trying to find our identity as a band um but going forward i think like we're, we're getting there you know we're getting there with like what we want to accomplish and what we want to do and like you know because this is like a this is like a marathon for us this isn't a sprint like we, we're going to be doing cold view up until we're 40s in our 40s you know like we're gonna be around it's it, whether we're releasing music every year or we're releasing music every three years like we're gonna be releasing music so just for mike's own peace of mind how far away is 40 for for me or for mike <laughs> for you for me uh i just turned 34 oh you got time yeah you got time <laughs> yeah Sorry, I thought you were sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I, it's, got to, I got to play the ghost inside in my 40s. There so. you go, Facts. bro. That's fucking so. badass, man. Oh, I didn't get to ask you how that show go. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. It was, it was cool. Like, uh, uh, you know, for them, they're celebrating, uh, you know, 
coming coming back from the accident, right? Like yeah. And so for us, it was it was kind of a special for us too, because like we also got an accident that year too. You know. Yeah, and I so, remember. Th- I remember that. Yeah. So it was it was uh you know that 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 feeling of it, the celebration for that, and you know being kind of having like a a sense of just feeling grateful that like you know and they went through something super horrific like we you know thank god we came out like we walked out of ours you know just our van was fucked up but um so yeah being able to play a show a show with them i mean it was massive our our we i joked about it but like we did a sound check while they had their like their vip guests like coming in for a fan experience and just us playing for their vip guests it was like <laughs> like like i don't know how many people were in there it was a huge amount but i like i had had to literally just be like this is the biggest crowd we've ever sound checked to <laughs> 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 like uh it's a little little intimidating just like you know because i'm not there i'm not i'm not warmed up i'm not yeah. You're going. doing your half rapping thing for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to, we're just trying to get levels, guys. We're trying to get levels. Please don't judge us. Um, but no, it was it was awesome. I mean, freaking, uh, I got to see Drain live. I hadn't seen them live before. So sick. Just on videos, and it's just as chaotic as it is on the videos. Yeah. Um, was there a, a barricade? There was. Yeah. It was a tiny barricade, though. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was barricade. enough. Yeah. It was it, it was like enough. It, it was yeah. enough. But to be fair, Soma's stage is so high that it's you got to climb to really get up there. Yeah, but it kept been, kept been crazy, got <laughs> <laughs> crazier. But uh, no, it was, it was so much fun, man. I just, I was just, you know, for for MBR, we don't, we're very selective on what we can do, just based on we're so spread out, mm-hmm. and so it's uh it's hard to do, you know, anything. Yeah. And um, being invited out to something like this was, it was crazy. I was. I was a total fan. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Texas, Texas in July. Yeah. Gideon drain. Of course goes inside. Just being able to watch them was, it was just fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was such a sick lineup. Dude. Yeah. And like as musicians, like we have those moments where we can just kind of sit back and be like, I'm a fan of this and just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I got to see the ghost inside for free. That's how I see it. Yeah. And drain yeah. and Gideon. <laughs> yeah. And Texas in July, you know, I just, <clears throat> It's like you can see these bands for free, but you have to play. Yeah. Well, how was how was your mental health uh, seeing them play? The ghost is that? I'm trying to lead You're you trying, into trying the mental health check. Mental health check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we do we do a mental health check. Um, yeah. Mental health check is where we like checking weekly, see where we're at mentally. Uh, that way, if, you know, if things are going well, maybe what's going on, uh, or. Um, you know, maybe if we're not going so well, maybe what are what's what's happening in our lives, or maybe what what's like a what's something that we're like neglecting to do that is maybe keeping us in a okay. funk. So, uh, either of you like to go first? Um, go. right now I feel like I'm in a pretty good place of positivity, to be honest. Uh, I was just I just got married about two to three weeks ago. Oh, congratulations! So yeah, I'm still riding the high off of that. Um, but I feel like I'm trying to focus more on the positive and look more into the good in life right now. Because, I don't know, I felt like I was just too much of a nihilist in my early, like, 20s, you know? And, like, now I'm just trying to see, like, the good in, in everything and everyone. Um, and it's not a very hardcore thing to say, but, you know, it's about growth. And I feel like I've, I'm on my way. Did, yeah, did that change with the wife? I think 
she definitely put me on that track, you know. Um, but I, I felt like my journey was maybe started a little bit before I met yeah. her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to be with someone who's kind of, you know, guiding me on my journey still, you know. Sick. You answered that well. Thank you. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'll top that, but (laughs) I'm still riding the high of David's wedding, too. (laughs) And the hangover. (laughs) Nah, um, I'm doing I'm doing actually really well at this you know point in my life and trying to balance all the shit that I'm trying to balance with like artist management, cold view. You know, family, friends definitely could do a better job at like reaching out to friends and being a better friend to people. Um, I felt like this year has been one of those years where I've just been so like goal oriented, where it's like got to accomplish this, got to accomplish that and kind of lost track of like, you know, hanging out and just chilling with people. So definitely something that I will get better at, you know, going into this next year and reaching out to reaching out to friends. It's fine. Shout it's out fine. Liquid Death. Um, <laughs> it's fine. If there's anything spilled in this rug, it's Liquid Death. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this this year is like, this time of year is always like, because it's December, it's always like reflective, right? So it's like being grateful and showing gratitude for like the year that you had and like looking at the moments that like were cool, you know? Like even being grateful, like we're getting to hang out with you guys and like fucking we got to open up for your guys like 10 year anniversary cycles. Like that's fucking dope. You know, this band's been growing and we've been accomplishing some shit, you know, so it's like showing gratitude towards that stuff and looking towards the future and like trying to like, you know, be like, okay, what do we want to accomplish as artists and band? Like, but also like balancing the like everyday life and trying to find that that balance as well, you know, but yeah, overall good i'm getting over being sick like this year's been like fucking a hell for me with my health like i've had this sinus infection that has just been lingering for like literally since summer and it just keeps coming back and i've been on antibiotics and off of antibiotics and like i just get like random fevers and just like been hell but uh that and like trying to balance like being in shape to play drums (laughs) (laughs) has sucked but um i've been like pretty well since our last show at Chain Reaction so I've been like you know hoping fingers crossed like whatever the fuck I'm, I have is like going away <laughs> I don't know if this makes you feel better or not but I feel like it's like all of us felt like some lingering thing dude really since, yeah I, yeah since summer yeah I was yeah. going I was going pretty well um I was drinking uh baking soda and water <laughs> that's been my I thought my girlfriend was fucking with me when she told me about it, and uh, she I was, was. sick. Dude, no, remember <laughs> I went on like that, like, dude, I did like an entire tour, mm-hmm. getting sick once. Every time I feel like I was getting sick or my throat was getting started to get itchy, whatever, I would drink <laughs> baking soda water. Does that work? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't tried that one yet. Dude, try it. I don't believe it. Try it and report I'm gonna back. I'm gonna try it. I I've been do- using the nasal spray. Like uh, the last time I went to the doctor, he gave me like a steroid like a nasal steroid thing Dude. but i mean if i can do <clears throat> baking soda that can, seems a lot more can easier. i ask you something have yeah. you ever what's your experience with playing live like while drinking gatorade i don't i don't know, i feel like i feel like it's been a godsend for me but i feel i'm to the point now where it's like damn this shit is kind of a crutch you know what i mean like because I, I don't know what's in it but it just i feel like it just stops me from like my throat going out like while i'm like especially if i'm trying to you know Hit stuff that's out of my range, like something that's super low or something. I wonder if it's the the syrup. Maybe that's probably Dude, it. I Coach mean, your throat. 
I've, it's crazy that I've never, I don't think I've ever drank Gatorade on stage. Try it out. I'm, I'm going to ask you next time. I'm curious now. <laughs> Just like, do like weird, weird hacks for your voice. Like I, I told Mike one time, if I'm like in the studio and I'm feeling like I'm going hoarse, powdered donuts. Really? Okay. And something about like the powdered sugar just coats everything mm. and like creates extra saliva. So there's like a weird coating in your throat. I heard recently, that, uh, yeah. I heard potato chips. Because of the salt? I guess. I don't weird. know. But that's yeah. like, uh, I forget what like famous singer does it. Mm. I don't know. Dude, Gatorade. I'm down to try that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Gatorade. <laughs> I'm trying to protect my voice, man. I don't want to sound like, uh, <clears throat> Like I'm blanking on his name. The dude from Six Feet Under, uh, Chris Barnes. Like I just don't want to sound like that when I'm like in my forties. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Do you, do you warm up before each each set and stuff? And yeah, um, there's a. I used to record with this dude named Roly, uh, super talented dude. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, he showed me this uh, this this it's like a Aussie vocal warm up. That's what I Google, what I look up every time I do it. But I've been doing it for probably about I want to say probably close to ten years now and. Like I, there's a huge difference. Like if I don't do it, like I'm over here doing these weird, like you know, <laughs> scales and stuff outside the venue. Yeah, like, and people look at me, but I'm like, dude, it yeah. makes a big difference. It makes a huge yeah, difference. Helps. Yeah, I'd rather be embarrassed in front of a couple people that see me doing my embarrassing warm up. Yeah. Than a room full of people and my voice cracking. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge uh, believer in preparing. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like, uh, just trying to keep myself in shape or at least my voice in shape. Um, but yeah, I'm always big on like warming up, doing a good warm up. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think as long as, as I think as long as you warm up, yeah, I feel like that's going to keep you from having yeah. <laughs> a fucked up voice. I feel there's times where like my voice feels kind of like shit and I do the warm up and like, I'm still able to get through the show. Like, yeah. 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 I, I've, had, I've been on tours where like people will see me like, I'll be like through the tour and my voice like I'll have a night where I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So I didn't repair, but I still warm up. And yeah. Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're gonna like, it's like you're like losing bullets from the chamber. I was like, nah, dude. I'm like, still like, I have to. I have to stay in routine. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. Have you ever tried the apple cider vinegar? Um, I haven't done it on tour. Okay. But I mean, I've done it just in general, but. Like my old band used to hate it when I would just be like, you know, just drinking it in the back of the van. It's like, yo, why is my like, feet all of a sudden? You know. Like, <laughs> 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 I didn't. I didn't know that. I never. I never thought of using that for your vocals yeah like the way i would do it is uh like i'd get like a water bottle and pour a little bit in like i don't know what it is but i guess from from my understanding is like when you put a lot of your voice through like you know a lot of you know strain mm-hmm. um something about like the bacteria that's already there like becomes like active and that's how like a lot of the time when you like have like a big show like sometimes you'll get sick the day after mm. um so yeah i, I think something about like the apple cider kind of just you know killing that bacteria kind of what helps that makes sense you know, I mean, I feel that's what I think uh, the baking soda water is. Oh, okay. Because like for me, I did it as more of like flushing out my mouth, mm-hmm. and like if I was sick, hopefully I'm flushing out that you know whatever. And but, dude, I yeah, baking soda water. Just <laughs> just, curi- just curious, what have you guys been dealing with like sickness wise since summer? Same as you, like really congestion, like weird sinus things. Wow, you think it's I, just this area, maybe? I don't know. I, I even even today, like I I feel fine. Yeah. But for um like my nine to five, I basically I'm a trainer. I teach in front of the classroom. Yeah. And like I like I'll have moments where I'll feel like this weird drainage, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. It's all sinus shit, and I'm like, the fuck is this? I haven't even been sick or or anything, mm-hmm. but it just feels congested. And at night too, like I feel 
I have to have one of those little Vicks uh, little sticks. <laughs> <laughs> up the, up the it's nose. The best. It's uh, a crack. If, if I if I if I feel, <laughs> if I feel if I'm feeling like super congested, I'll make my own. I have like my own ghetto natty pot. Disgusting. Pot stuff <laughs> Dude, it works though. Don't breathe through your mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesse, Jesse almost died. Jesse, Jesse almost drowned himself. Just, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I use napalm. I flush, I flush it out, and yeah. I feel better. Yeah. But that baking soda water. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. I haven't stuck so much shit up my nose. Any like this has been the most like I've stuck shit up my nose in my entire life. So if I don't have to stick shit in there anymore, awesome. Yeah, we can go down a conspiracy route. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we really could. About, about, about why we're sick. And, <laughs> like, I, dude, at this point, I'm not going to say I know, because like, I don't. I have no idea what is being put in our skies. But <laughs> chemtrails, dude. Like, have you, guys, have you guys been looking outside lately? They're everywhere. It's insane. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, I like conspiracies. I think uh, there's definitely room for conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I don't think those conversations are crazy, you know? Like, obviously, none of us fucking know because we're not fucking scientists, <laughs> you know? But who knows, man? Who knows what's fucking up in there and they're sprinkling down on us and, you know, we're, we've all had a sick, the similar sickness, which yeah. is kind of ironic. Yeah, we've all lived here long enough that you would think allergies wouldn't really be a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, yeah. Here we are. Did you guys have COVID or anything like that? Never officially got it, Sam. But I'm pretty sure I just got it from this guy like a month ago. <laughs> but I've always tested for it, sure? and it was never neg- It was never positive. How weird! Yeah. So even even at the height of it, like I remember, I got super sick, and I was, and it was like my, my lungs and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, this COVID for sure." Yeah. And I went and got tested, and uh, they, um, I did everything. I got a chest X-ray. I got blood work done, uh, and then they, and then they did a COVID test. And so uh, the doctor was looking at my got my, got my blood back first and he's like oh you're you're, you're not gonna talk, come up COVID yeah and I was like why do you say that he's like cause you're blood type O yeah hmm. he's like it. it's like it's like rare it's like hard for mm. you to get it I was like oh okay sick damn you guys like aliens or anything like that it's <laughs> <laughs> a good transition yeah <clears throat> welcome to Mike Questions Everything our conspiracy <laughs> podcast <laughs> yes uh, <clears throat> Mike, where are you at? Uh, mentally, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, man. I feel like uh, I've been trying to like lately just really focus on like what what I can control and what I can't. What I can't control, I'm just letting it go, you know, or not putting energy into it. Um, I'm trying to be. I think you know. I think the idea of Thanksgiving and things like that, and and I think also just like that that Ghost Inside show really kind of put me in a headspace of like being grateful of yeah. like just you know the fact that you know i know life is hard but at the end of the day i could i get to do this with like one of my best friends get to have get to have friends over to do this with us every now and then i get to do music which something uh a couple years ago i i kind of thought i i wouldn't have anymore and now i'm in like three bands (laughs) (laughs) so overcompensated a little bit um yeah went a little too hard yeah but uh I've been a, I've been able to sing a lot lately, and when I sing, that's like one of my greatest coping mechanisms mechanisms for myself, and so I feel like it's kept me in like in a good place mentally, and uh, stuff coming up hasn't really hasn't really uh, I don't know taking me out. I feel like when we first started this uh, podcast, 
I was in a real, <laughs> in a real bad place. You're in a real bad place. <laughs> oh, I'm in a real bad place. And every now and then my body would just crash just because yeah. it would just, I'd have to be so overwhelmed with whatever was going on. Yeah. And my, I just was not being good about like the things that helped me uh, mentally. And I was just get crashing and it, I'd have a physical crash too. And um, I don't know. I just feel like lately, uh, you know, like I said, singing's been great for me. And uh, I don't know. I think having a girlfriend has been helpful in a lot of ways. Is it? <laughs> I know. My, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introvert, and I'm like such a homebody. And my girlfriend is an extrovert, and she just loves like to go out and like be with people. I've so, never seen Mike meet so many new people yeah. dude, in the, Mike. like, how many years that we've I've been I've met friends? more people now than I have, like, touring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... No, it's just, but it's just, it's a, uh, it's fun. She, she just loves, she like loves people. She like, she always wants to help out where she can and she likes to just be involved. And I'm, I'm just like, not that, but I don't know. It's been fun. I feel like it's, I've kind of, I've kind of, uh, I've like, I like embraced it, like meeting like a whole new, whole group of people in LA. And, uh, I don't know. Normally that would like drive me nuts, but she's, she, to her credit, she's, pretty good of like knowing when I'm like getting close to like a breaking point or something and she'll just be like we don't have to go to this let's do something else let's just chill yeah. why don't you stay home while I do this yeah. four mile hike <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so I'm doing well That's good, man. Mike where you at uh, I'm good man I'm um, I'm pretty much kind of you know at that point where I feel excited about like music projects and things again um, you know, we have our, our skate punk project, which we talk about a lot, but nobody's heard. Um, <laughs> but very soon, very, very soon. Um, and then, uh, like just torture coming, torture culture coming back and us torture having coming. torture coming. Oh no. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, the, the band coming back and then us having a completely different approach this time around, I think it's going to be, um, uh, like a lot more beneficial not only for like the well-being of everybody in the band, but also just for the music in general. Um, I think when we, you know, first dropped the EP, it was just like, let's do this and let's let's just play a couple shows and then call it a day. And now the mentality is different. It's like let's have fun with our homies. Let's like do more. Let's play more. Let's write, you know, together more. So um, that aspect of it, I'm excited about. <clears throat> um, and then other than that, everything's been pretty like pretty chill lately uh, got a little too drunk this weekend uh <laughs> was throwing up sunday morning at like 5 a.m which yeah, i haven't done like never forever and never yeah and i i can handle alcohol like, I, I could drink a lot and drive everybody home to their destinations and then get <laughs> God damn. yeah and be like all right cool i'm up at 6 a.m the next morning for whatever we need to do but that like something something happened saturday night i was wearing a mike tyson christmas sweater it, it said Merry Christmas. Society <laughs> uh, you came out that yeah, night. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, Party Mike came out. And it was just. I love that. Uh, so physically, I'm recovering from that, but emotionally, I'm great. <laughs> so, awesome. well, shit. Uh, let's get these songs for the playlist. And then if you guys are down, let's get some food and, and call it a day. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So we have this uh, Walking Blind playlist that basically we put together on Spotify. We usually add a song. It can be any genre, anything that you've been jamming lately. Um, you know, for for me, I'll I'll lead off. I'm gonna 
I want to add that new Architects song that came out, Seeing Red. You guys heard that shit? Yeah. Heavy. It's dope. Anything you want to suggest? Uh, Add the new Ritual Despair song. There you go. Good choice. Nice. Something from the new Brainless, too, maybe. Brainless just released something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Ritual of Despair, Die With Nothing. Yep. Mike, what do you want to throw on here? Since we're throwing up new music, let's throw in uh, New Zabalba. Yeah, place the the place of fear. Mm. I was I knew that I, I knew that if I didn't pick something, you would. So <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Sick and Zabalba. And you want to throw anything on here? I wanted to throw on something from the new brain list. I'm like, I'm blanking on any of the track listing. My bad. <laughs> They're all bangers, though. Yeah, that whole that whole little record is, is cool, man. Vitalo from Backtrack said that me and Nate look alike, but I was just like Hispanic guys who wear hats. After <laughs> 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 you know, I'm sure in the right light, I'm sure David and I probably look. Similar, yeah. if, I, yeah, if yeah. I had better facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we never cut to me on the camera for this episode, people would be like, oh, Mike's just chilling in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mike. <laughs> so, so I saw something on YouTube, and I was like, huh, I wonder if Mike has ever gotten this before. Mm. Has anyone ever told you that you kind of look like Russell Crowe? <laughs> no. <laughs> I dude. see it. I Russell Crowe? Yeah. yeah, dude. And From, Gladiator. Ooh. Brainless. Sorry, boys. <clears throat> and Gladiator? Yeah, dude. I was watching a, I was watching like an interview thing with him, and it was when he was doing Gladiator. I was like... <laughs> I was like, Mike! I, I don't... I've never paid attention. A Filipino but... Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe, bro. Filipino Crowe, dude. I gotta check it out. I'm gonna have to call you Russ for now on. (laughs) Split this Mike and Mike thing. Dude, I'll take it. (laughs) At least it wasn't like the new Russell Crowe movie where he's all like overweight and angry at that person (laughs) while they're driving. What was that movie where he has like road rage and and tracks that lady down? (laughs) Sick. You you pick a brainless. Oh, yeah, Jamie, you want to go on here? (laughs) Let's add Let Loose. All right. Cool. Sick. And before we get out of here, you guys want to plug anything? You guys want to plug Actually, I think something we haven't really done, which we probably should, hmm. is uh, is there a song you'd like our listeners to listen to of your guys's? Yeah. Um, I'm proud to find out. Me personally, even though it's like an older song that we released this year, I'm I really like Resolute, and I felt like it's a message I could really stand behind, just uh, about being true to yourself. And I feel like, regardless of how you want to interpret that, I think that's a good message from everyone. Like, don't let anybody tell you who you have to be. Sick. Oh yeah, I'm adding both. Both, both of them are going on. Thank you. Thank you, man. <clears throat> Sick. You guys want to plug socials or anything? Cold View HC Instagram. Um, keep up us. The, keep up us there. Uh, we're about to launch some merch. Um, our merch is actually on our Spotify account now um, through Shopify. So if you want to go and check out that, you can. If not, that's cool too. Um, you know, we'll have new music. 
hopefully next year. <laughs> Hell yeah. One uh, real quick, I want to give a big shout out to our homies in Paint Spiral. They're going to be doing a lot of big stuff coming this coming year. So just you know, keep a lookout for them. Sick. Cool. Where That's they Adrian's from? new band. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, Sick. Well, for us, it's at Walking Blind Pod everywhere. Mm. Uh, WalkingBlindPod at gmail.com. Um, we do have the uh, GoFundMe going for the Feels on Wheels. Um, so first off, thank you to everybody that's donated for that. We have had people that have just um, like zelled me and Venmoed me like separate from the GoFundMe, which is sick also. So, you know, that number's creeping up. Creeping up, we're making a little progress. It's kind of nice. And no, I haven't donated it to myself just to just to make it look cooler. <clears throat> I thought about it, but then I was like, they're gonna Stop, take my money. <laughs> dude, so. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just do real quick, dude. Just shout out to Jake, Cameron, Kelly, Ty, Grace, Jacob, Ivy, Dallas. Let's say it. Um, Ryan and and Jordan. Thank you guys for supporting. Like. I mean, it means a lot, and I really we we feel strongly about the feels on wheels and what it can yeah. potentially do. So, and just just so you guys know, uh, we're getting close to a point where we're probably going to be able to get at least the repairs done for what what has happened um, from the Soma run. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little Bra- starting brakes point. Brakes went out when I was driving. No yeah. big deal. No big deal. The brakes just <laughs> shit out on him, yeah. Mike. It's fine. Period. All. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, man. We love you guys. See you guys soon. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.